welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Stephen Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, the daddy-o, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello everybody, welcome back. This is episode number 176. It's going to be another bumper show this week uh, as we've got two games to cover again and we'll remind you of what's happened over the last seven days as well. Uh, Thanks go to everybody who's listened to last week's show uh, but without further ado, as I say, there's a lot to get through so, so let's crack on and as always we start with the supporters club. Yeah, so let's do this in. So two trips to tell you about as the season is coming to its final stages. So firstly, coaches are going to Telford in the second leg of the FA Trophy on Saturday, the 23rd of March, leaving the supporters club at 9.30am. This one is a flat fare of £22. That's an absolute bargain, actually, uh, to be fair. And secondly, on Saturday, the 13th of April, Coaches are going to Sutton United. They leave the supporters club at half 11 and cost £20 for adults or £17 for concessions. Uh, As we always say, all of these trips will cost you an additional £3 if you aren't a member of the supporters club. And under 15s can travel for half price but must be with an adult. And please remember that these prices do not include your match day ticket. So to book for any of those trips, you can do it in the supporters club pre or post match on a match day or by calling the travel line on 07722 And I must commend the sports club on yet another amazing season of travelling uh, for the O's. And it's not over yet, so well done, sports club. Absolutely. So moving on then to the Leighton Orient Trust. This week, the, the Trust hosted a football tournament for 60 pupils aged 6 to 7 at the Score Centre as part of the Premier League Primary Stars Programme. I also visited two local primary schools with Kent Teague and his wife Chris. Ken delivered an assembly followed by a Q&A session where pupils got the chance to ask him everything from where he grew up to his role at Leighton Orient. So our thanks go to the Trust for that brief update. Yeah, so now a bit of self-promotion, a bit of self-plugging. As you might have noticed, uh, if you're on social media or any of our accounts, we've been busy this week asking you to vote for the Orient Outlook podcast in the football blogging awards in the category of non-league creator stroke non-league blog so if you haven't already there are three ways that you can vote for your favorite podcast obviously the first one is on twitter all you need to do is simply tweet i'm voting for or an outlook in the fbas for the hashtag and that's very important hashtag best non-league creator and that's it. That will register your vote on Twitter. If you're unsure of that, just have a look at Josh Coulson or Jamie Turley or Matt Porter or Dulcet Dave. Dave Victor, yeah. <laughs> or any other Orient fans uh, Twitter feed. So that's a clear example of how you do that on Twitter. Secondly, Instagram. So for the younger ones out there, because I haven't got my head around Instagram at all as it stands, all you need to do is comment on the Footballing Blogging Awards Instagram post for best non-league blog and all you need to do is comment with our Instagram handle which is at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast and that registers your vote to Instagram and a massive thank you to those of you who've done it on Instagram and lastly you can go to the FBA website so that's basically footballbloggingawards.co.uk forward slash vote hyphen now uh forward slash that's the voting page for the football and blogging awards and all you need to do is go to best non-league blog category put in your own outlook podcast and that's it it's that simple so thanks for all your votes so far we still have a lot more i think to do if we're going to win this so if you voted on twitter 
vote for us again on Instagram or on the website or if you voted on one platform make sure you do it on the other but a massive thank you for everyone's vote so far it's been quite overwhelming seeing some of the stuff that's come through I think it's quite important to say that you can vote on all three platforms if you have access to Twitter and Instagram and e- and obviously websites you can vote for us on all three so the more the merrier basically so if you've done it on one or another do it on all the others that would be really appreciated it only takes a minute to do that and we'd really be grateful yeah. to you for doing that um, yep so moving on then to the week that was Coulson Monday the 11th of March and thanks Josh for your vote um, in the FBA it's a quiet day at the club as everyone was getting over the Wrexham win also digesting episode 175 also getting ready for the upcoming trip just around the M25 to Aldershot yep so let's do it on Tuesday the 12th of March the main event Aldershot away in the National League and the team was announced at 6.45 with Dean Brunning goal at the back Sam Link, Marvin Epiteta, Josh Coulson and Dan Happy and Joe Willowson in the midfield of J.B. McEnough, Craig Clay and the JMD and up front McCauley Bourne and Matt Harold. So that meant on the bench we had Sam Sargent, Turley, Gorman, Dayton and James Brophy. Yeah, there are two changes to the team that started against Wrexham as Josh Coulson comes in for Jamie Turley at the back. Matt Harold replaced Jay Simpson who missed out with a minor hamstring injury and James Dayton is included on the bench. Yeah, Your so views? for me, defence as expected. Uh, I thought Simpson might not make the squad after he came off against Wrexham um, and seemed to be a bit tight in the hamstring when he came off. But good to see Dayton back on the bench. That can only be a massive boost to the club and the attacking options. Interestingly, no striker on the bench. bench yeah it's a good spot there solid solid team for me glad we've stuck to a formation that's been working for us good to see Dayton back as you say and it's a shame Simpson is missing be interesting to see how Harold does in his first start for a while as well Yeah, is good. what I noted at the time yeah good point so those were our views a lot of views coming into the outlook when that team was announced that Jeff D. Graves tweeted us so good to see Dayton back and on the bench I hope we don't miss Simo too much but the squad is looking strong and we still have Josh to come back hopefully soon yeah better late than never said Alibi bye bye then good point yeah can't get on the bench when you haven't got a striker you've got to be thinking actually what's going on here like is is Alibi done yeah he's not injured he's fit and ready to go so You'd imagine that he's just not fancied. Not in favour at no. all, I would say, at the moment. And South and Bob said, let's hope that Bond can get a goal to kick-start a scoring run. So, obviously, yeah. at this point, Macaulay Bond going for a bit of a goal-scoring drought. Yeah, absolutely. So, Orient got the game underway. And the shots have a chance in the second minute as a free-kick routine sees McDonald chip his set-piece at Rendell, uh, to Rendell uh, at the far post. He heads a cross-goal to Elakobi, but Dan Happy cleared the ball for a corner which amounted to nothing. When we're talking about Elakobi, obviously, George Elakobi now plays, plays for, for Aldershot. Aldershot. <laughs> yeah, that should be well noted. <laughs> so JMD, unfortunately, went down injured in the third minute. It was too hurt to carry on as James Brophy came on to replace him. For me, a big, big loss at this time. As JMD has been absolutely on fire yeah. the last three or four games. But we all know how good James Brophy can be. So it's not like we're sitting here stressing, going, there's no one else who can replace him. And I think we could probably cover that with a few tweets uh, that came into us post-match. But a big loss, nevertheless, for JMD. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree. And to lose him so early in the game as well um, is it, such a shame. So we wish you wish you well, uh, Jordan. Um, Macaulay Bond had a great chance in the 11th minute with Dean Brill's long ball 
falling into his path following a slip by an Aldershot defender. Maka shoots with the outside of his boot and his effort flashed wide. And that was a that he did well there, Bond, to be fair. The angle, he'd gone sort of wide off the goal. He had still had a lot to do. So if he'd have scored, that would have been an excellent goal if he'd have scored that. He wasn't miles wide either. It was a bit unfortunate. I've seen him score goals like that before. Yeah. I think away to a Harrogate was a similar one where he just lashed it with the outside of the boot back in the net. But he went close. Can't do more than yeah, that. Yeah, really, good from score. Absolutely. So or Nil nil, yeah. So Josh Colson had to be alert in the thirteenth and the eighteenth minutes to nullify good all shot chances and not forgetting our goal scoring masked hero, Marvin Ekpateta, who had to be alert a minute later to prevent a chance for Rendell following a low cross across the face of the goal. Um, all the shots George Ellicobi's clumsy challenge on James Brophy and us a free kick in the 20th minute but Joby McEnough's effort wasn't on target yeah our defence was really being tested as Dean Brill made a brilliant save to deny Mensah who had a free header from literally point blank range following across from the left hand side with 22 minutes on the clock for me that's a big big save there for yeah. Dean if that goes in it's 1-0 yeah we're behind. Very different game. Game changes. Mensa seems to have an awful lot of time, pretty much unmarked, but he couldn't really get his head to either side of the ball. But to be fair, it was straight at Brill, but Brill still has to save it with his reflexes and get the ball away. So all I can do there is commend Dean Brill. Well done. Absolutely. Good instinctive save there. Nothing much of note happened over the following dozen or so minutes until the 35th minute came upon us. Orient took the lead as famous the famous forehead of uh, young Josh Coulson <laughs> rose highest to head home a pinpoint James Brophy corner and we took the lead 1-0 yeah a massive tension release there I think got to say superb corner from Brophy yeah I mean Coulson gets all the plaudits but the ball superbly in there but Coulson if you look at the replay slow-mo Coulson's eyes always on the ball following very clever what Coulson does no chance for the keeper seemed slightly against the runner play but mm. Coulson was brave with the header wanted it more than his man wins it and it's always great to see that massive forehead get you a goal and we will one the up it feels so disparaging to say that but it seems to be a, a cool thing he's accepting of it but fair oh, enough it's said with nothing but affection of course it's not of said course. Uh, and then dislike. and then three minutes later <laughs> in the 38th minute Josh Coulson's forehead was at it again he was at the forefront if you pardon the pun of an orient corner <laughs> as he rose highest again to meet another James Brophy corner to double our lead and double his his goal tally for that game, so absolutely fantastic, unbelievable. We never score from corners, and here we are with two, two in one game. I think it's all about the delivery. Obviously, again, Josh, if you watch the slow mo, his eyes completely on the ball. Yeah, I think this one, their keeper probably should be doing much better. Their keeper comes and is absolutely nowhere near it, but yeah. Coulson has to win it. He does it. That's all he can do. Yeah, two nil, textbook stuff. Yeah, two up in thirty eight minutes. Yeah, lovely. You thinking? All right, there's a second half to come, but as this half goes, I think we've done as much as we need to. I think every time an Orient fan thinks job done, there's it's a twist never. coming around the corner. It never is. So it was almost 3-0 just three minutes later in the 41st minute as a knockdown from the head of Dan Happy. Saw a bit of a scramble in the box. Matt Howard got his foot to it, poked it, passed the keeper, but cleared off the line. And if that goes in 3-0, I think it probably is game over, but we've yeah. seen 3-0 before. Orient. Yeah. Um, Howard was unlucky there, actually, because uh, he didn't expect it to land to him. He was off balance and he's, he's, he's poked it. Good setup from Dan Happy. Very intelligent play from Dan Happy yeah. to head it down um, rather than sort of at goal or just aimlessly anywhere. He's, you know, he's, the thought process in his mind is, you, you can see he's, he's thought about what he's going to do. 
Um, it was just unlucky there. It's a shame because you, you know, Matt Harold in his first start in ages. If he'd have got a goal, that would have really given Justin, I think, a bit of food for thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's a shame for him. But three minutes of added time were played, and Orient go in with a comfortable two 0 lead thanks to two Josh Coulson headers. Yeah, so two 0 half time. We're all very happy. The crowd yeah. was announced at one thousand nine hundred and eighty nine with 729 Orient fans making the journey. So yeah, again, nearly a third. That was a horrible evening. It was cold, it was rainy, I think. A horrible evening. So well done to all Just those over a third, yeah. brave O's Amazing. fans who braved that after work. So the second half kicked off with no subs for the O's as Aldershot got the second half underway. And Just three minutes into the half, Joe Woodlesson's cross was directed towards Macaulay Bond, who gets a toe on the ball, but a good block for Maneese denied him. Yeah, not Milanese, the old Orient Sporting Director, but Manianese, so not to be confused there. From Aldershot's club feed, I thought they put a really good tweet out on the 50th minute. They said the ball was pumped towards, uh, sword, sorry, forward to McDonnell. He squeezes a shot towards goal from a tight angle. It surprisingly beat Brew at his near post, but zooms across the face of goal and out. Yeah, so pressure still coming from Aldershot and in the 54th minute it was almost 3 and we were quite unlucky I thought it was Joe Ellison fizzed a really low cross to Matt Harold who done really well took it first time with the side of his foot from 8 yards out and to be fair their keeper Cole made a great save with his feet and I thought Matt Harold was really unlucky there yeah I think you're right I think he was unlucky did everything right it was just a good save from Cole, to be fair. Yeah, I think um, you're right Yeah. Fast forward then to the 65th minute then. Booty delivered, that is his name, Booty delivers a low cross to Rendell. His effort is blocked by Big Marv. Uh, comes to McDonnell on the edge of the box. He takes a touch and smashes a low effort at goal, but it's prevented from going in by a Dan Happy clearance. A bit of a let-off for us there. I think reading some of these chances uh, and looking throughout the season, our defenders are very good at getting their bodies in the way of shots. So Dean Brill was doing well when obviously the shots are going to him, but Happy, Corson, Ekpateta all throwing their bodies right in the frame of the goal absolutely. where it's going. So really good to see fighting for each other. Yeah, absolutely. As you would expect from yeah. defenders who are going to win new promotion in games. So 69th minute, Macaulay Bond delivered a dangerous low cross to Matt Harold, but Elikobi was there in the nick of time to deny him. And then three minutes later, Aldershot were given a lifeline as the referee awards a penalty and books Marvin Ekpateta for a foul on Rendell. As a free kick was pumped into our box, Brill misjudged it. The ball was loose and Rendell was about to shoot and Marvin brought him down, basically. He did, basically. <laughs> and it did look like Epitetta pulled him down. It was a penalty. Yeah. I think it was a penalty. I think we could be fortunate he only got away with a yellow because it was very, very close to goal. And you could have probably argued that Epitetta could have been the last man. But we'll take a book in. He didn't go off. No one seemed to appeal it too much once the booking was gone. So up stepped Rendell. He gave a little faint when he stepped up. Good he little did. penalty. Yeah. Sends Brill the wrong way. 2-1. And suddenly it's time to get new pants if you're an Orient fan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which is why this <laughs> that call last week for Orient pants is probably not a bad call. Do you know what? I, there's, a, there's a business model there for Orient pants. If the club don't do it, we should bring an Orient Outlook pants. Interchangeable linings. <laughs> a good tweet from Aldershot's Twitter feed. Uh, another good one, actually. What a chance in the 76th minute. Booty's long ball is shanked by Coulson when attempting to clear. Falling to McDonnell, he fires low across the face of goal to Rendell, who fired over from close range. And that was a really good chance for Aldershot, clearly buoyed by their goal here. They're really looking to get at us. We're sitting back a little bit, uh, allowing and inviting pressure, although that's what we might not be meaning to do by sitting back that extra couple of feet deeper. You're inviting them on, you're giving them that extra couple of foot. And there's a glorious chance there that they potentially could have made that 
two all, and then you're talking a very different game from being super comfortable, yeah, and then nearly being three 0 up by the end of the first half to actually walking away potentially with a point here. But it's by the by now because it's academic because of the outcome of the game. I mean, but it was just a talking point. Great cross, should have scored. Should really have scored. Should have very similar to Matt Harold a few weeks ago. It's Maidenhead where the ball's fizzed in, and Harold put it over from six, six yards, yards, and we're all sitting yeah. there going, Harold should score that. Very, very similar chance. Yeah. A bit of a let off, and then. Semi time, nine minutes gone. Matt Harold came off. The ginger Messi comes off for our very own James Dayton. So great to see James Dayton back on the pitch. It's been too long, and that can only be a good thing for Orient seeing Dayton back on the pitch. Absolutely, particularly as Jordan is now out. Yeah. So the timing is a bit serendipitous Absolutely. in that regard, although I'd rather not have Jordan out. But the fact that Dates is now back is great. Yeah. So from about eighty minutes for about five minutes, both team with, with, with the efforts, but nothing that amounted to anything. And then in the eighty sixth minute, the save by Dean Brill that everyone was going crazy about happens. Uh, McClure delivers a perfect cross for the head of Grant, but it's a brilliant save by Dean Brill who clawed it onto the post uh, and it was then cleared out, I think, by Happy or, or, or Marvel, one of the guys that yeah. I can't remember now. And for me, I think that's a world-class save. If that happened in the Champions League that was being played that night, if a man, uh, Liverpool or Real Madrid keeper would have saved it, it would have been you know the best save ever by a goalkeeper ever in the history of football. But because it's done by a non-league keeper, you don't get that level of exposure, unfortunately. It, there is no doubt for me that is a world-class save. That was a great save. It's a great save. I mean, take it about Dean Brill. That, that's as good as a goal. Yeah. That, that is as good as a, a winning goal in the 86th minute. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's somehow managed to tip the ball. I don't know how onto the post. And we've gotten away with it. But massive kudos to Dean Brill there. And if we end up going up by a point or by two points and going up on goal difference, then we should go out and all buy Dean Brill beer. Because that could be that save could be the difference between second and first. Yeah. So an amazing save there from Dean Brill. So at the moment we were just about surviving. And two minutes later, Aldershot had another effort, but Brill did well to hold on to the ball to prevent Grant from scoring. Yeah, and then still pressure. They, yeah, they were coming at us. They were looking yeah. to get that equalising goal. Absolutely. They deserved something from the game. They had we'd sat back and invited their pressure, and they said, "All right, thanks very much." Yeah. We'll do that. And four additional minutes were played in in the first minute. The shots have a corner. It's headed clear to Howell. He squared to McDonald, who crossed it back in for Grant. Unmarked at the far post. He tried to play it back in the middle, but we managed to get it clear. Yeah, and then we hit all the shot on the break. There's a ball over the top from Joe Willison, which was a similar pass from the other week against Barrow. Came to McCauley Bond, who cleverly set up James Dayton, who had took his shot at goal. And Cole kind of fumbles it, but made the save anyway. And then Dayton got booked for time-wasting. Good effort, there. that. It was right. I mean, that would have been a dream. Yeah. Dayton comes on for the last ten minutes and gets the goal. Scores a goal, kills a game. Yeah. dead in the ninety whatever minute. Yeah, hit yeah. it well enough, but just a, a decent lucky save by the keeper. Yeah, finally, and to the relief of those fans everywhere, the referee brought the game to a close, and we've somehow managed to hang on to three points despite a very nervy end to the match. Yep. So after the match, Justin Ebra said, "We are not making it easy for ourselves, which is a concern." He also said he was delighted with the result, saying we had to weather the storm and they started very, very well. And a credit to them, they are fighting for their manager and it was tough. The goals allowed us to get a foothold in the game, but again, we got caught on the back foot in the second half. We were looking to see the game out, didn't play with the intensity I wanted and we allowed the game to run out. When they got that goal, the tide turned. So Justin also explained that JMD has a serious calf injury and that he was very disappointed for Jordan, who has been playing ever so well for us and said it's another blow, and pointed out that Jay Simpson should be available for Saturday, as should Josh Karoma. Yeah. Justin's message to finish to Orange supporters, 
and players. So let's just concentrate on us. Let's enjoy it. Let's embrace it. And let's see where it goes. And I couldn't agree with that. Positive mental attitude. Absolutely. PMA, very good from Justin there. So that win meant that Orient stay in pole position. Numero uno, number one. Un, if you're French, uh, in the National League, we've now played 37 games. We've won 21 of those, drawn 10, lost 6. We've accumulated 73 points on the way and we have a positive goal difference of plus 33. In other games at the top of the National League table, Solihull beat Gateshead 1-0 to take second place and filed beat ha- uh, Hartlepool sorry, in a 4-2 thriller to stay in fourth. And the surprise result of the night was at Wrexham as they lost 3-1 at home to Barrow. Their second defeat in four days as they stay third. So long may their defeats continue. Yeah, big few games. I think Solihull's game against Gateshead was massive because they'd recently been beaten uh, at Salford and that Gateshead at home was a difficult game so Solihull done well to do that. Yeah. Foul looked like they're going to be there for the long haul and Wrexham at that point seemed like they might be crumbling as Last yeah, season, I wouldn't mind Solihull going through a bit of a rough spell either. Yeah, we've been through hours, hopefully. So let the other teams go through theirs. I hope so. So, yeah. your views on the evening? Yeah, Mr. So Lee, let's del- do it. delighted with that win. Obviously, yeah. it goes without saying. Not enjoying the part of the game where we seem to relax a bit and allow the opposition onto us, but you know that makes for a really uncomfortable end to a game. People complaining about this a lot, as you'd expect, but let's not lose sight of the fact that we've won and we have all three points, which is the most important thing. I think now I'm starting to care less about how we win and just the fact that we need to win. Absolutely. Um, I know that's kind of how it should be the whole season, but at the start of the season and midway through, you want to win pretty, playing nice football, seeing all the nice fancy stuff. But actually, at the business end of the season now, it's just getting three points. Scrappy do. Yeah, well done to Josh Coulson's forehead for the two goals. Uh, I have to say, I have real belief that we can achieve what we set out to achieve this season, and that's promotion and a successful trip to Wembley. I don't okay. want to put the bock on it. Yeah. But I can really see, you know, we're winning gritty. We're winning however we need to win. We're, we're finding a way to win. Yeah. Uh, we're a bit more savvy now for me. Sad news about Jordan. I hope, I really hope, uh, I'm writing this obviously at the time, it's not serious. It turns out, as we'll say later, that it's yeah. a bit more serious than we'd like. But good timing for Josh and James Dayton to be returning uh, from their respective injuries. And perhaps one of those two can fill in that number 10 role that, that Jordan uh, has occupied. Good points. Your views? For me, it's games like this on a horrible cold, horrible Tuesday night, away to a struggling team who are fighting for their lives and they're going to make it scrappy. And when the pressure's on, 10 games left, to decide if you're going to go up as champions or you're going to finish in the playoffs. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And we've won that. And it's games like that you have to win if you're going to win the league. And we've done that. Like you said, I've always said, I don't care how you win as long as you win. Mm. And it's proven tonight. It might be nervy, but three points is three points. Great for confidence, great for the fan base, great for everyone. Uh, seem to be hitting form again now. Just at the right time, just at the point of the season where you want to be hitting form. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that was the first time this season I'd read that we've won four league games on the spin. Yeah. So that's a great, great time to be in that. Yeah. Like you, hope Jordan's injury isn't too bad. Uh, it's an initial quote from Justin, don't sound great, but at the time of writing, you go, right, Jamie's injured, but not in the starting 11. Currently, Brophy, Dayton, Lee, Gorman, and Karoma. So there's five players who aren't in that starting eleven who could all, in theory, take that spot. Mm-hmm. And that just shows you the great strength and depth which we have in the squad. True, good point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that could be how you accommodate Bond, Simpson and Karoma into the same starting eleven. Yeah, Justin Bond and said, Simpson up top with Karoma sat behind him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Justin said he wants to get his 11 best players 
on the pitch, and that's how it's just how you do that, which is where we are with that formation. So we'll see with that one. Amazing travelling support once again. Kudos to every travelling O's fan. And looking at the table at this point, nine games left to go. I think seven wins out of the nine do the job. Potentially even six out of the nine do the job. You think 18 points is going to be, more points is going to be enough? Depending on if those points come against Farl and Solihull, yeah. Because not not everyone will take maximum points. I think seven would definitely be enough. I think six potentially, depending on others. So it's very time now. Yeah. As we say at the end of the podcast, keep calm. Carry on yeah. buy those orange outlook pants that are no doubtly coming. <laughs> we will have a word with our suppliers. So those were our views. A huge amount of feedback after that match. So thank you to everybody uh, that uh, sent the view, their views into our social media accounts. And again, we'll try and read out as many as we can. But just because we read them, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. And the Dorset Viking got in touch and said, I'm absolutely delighted we've won a game, but it's a worry we keep relenting and encouraging teams to put us under pressure gotten away with it so far but against better teams or in the form teams we may not be so lucky top of the league still though yeah good point like I said we still got far to come to our stadium and we right. still go solid which looks like that could be the well what's the penultimate game of the season it looks like that could be an absolutely huge game on and, Easter Monday and Braintree away last game uh, sorry at home sorry could be like that celebration <sighs> squeaky bum squeaky bum Imagine. and Tommy Atkinson 6 is a hard fought win and I take that every game to get automatic promotion Tommy so would we buddy so would we 100% Wellsio said I'm happy we won obviously but I'm concerned Bon is not scoring or even our midfield we're relying almost totally on set pieces yeah good point obviously on the back of that two headed goals from Coulson in the last game against Wrexham Marvin pops up out of nowhere yeah decent point to be fair I don't really care now yeah Um, and that's a valid point that Wellsio has come in with but for me it, we just need goals from somewhere and if the front two aren't getting it or, or someone from midfield isn't yeah. the defenders need to do it someone needs to do it from somewhere yeah as long as someone's scoring off their heads with their foot off their backside backside I don't care absolutely shin pad whatever yeah Alan Gollidge says what a win in very difficult conditions and without our three most creative players such as Josh JMD and Simo that's now four on the trot with just nine still to go Magic underscore John said Bon looks shattered and horrible in front of goal at the moment do you rest him against Telford or hope he gets his shooting boots back on I know it's a possible final but I hope Justin rests the players this Saturday who have played mo- most like Joby Bon Wooderson as we may have many bigger games to come yeah interesting there I mean if we do get to Wembley yeah. does it start distracting the players away for the chance to play some of them once in a lifetime at Wembley yeah. big choices to yeah. come up yeah true at Orient Fan TV he says got the win which is the most important thing however after being in control of recent games we seem to let other teams back into the game so easily keep playing like this and so those fans will be on blood pressure tablets come the end of the season four wins in a row though yeah, Wrecker Blue App said first half hour was poor, then we looked great until about 70 minutes, then we turned Leighton Orient esque. Very nervy last 20 minutes, that probably took 20 years off my life. Feel like we deserved the win overall. Happy and brill, man of the match for me. No place I'd rather be. Yeah, exactly. Nice tweet at Matty at OFC Evans. Says it's refreshing to see us embracing a new formation. Three centre halves works for us at the moment and it's paying off. All three are going to be key for us in the next nine games. Yeah, O's fan basing said, just hated the last 20 minutes. They were out on their feet and all the shot deserved that leaves to draw. What a save from Brill though at the end. I think they need a rest as I do. Yeah, I think we all did. Good point. 
after that game. But yeah. again, plaudits from Brill. Well deserved. That Graham underscore Butler 85. So it was a poor first 25. And to go 2 0 up was lucky. Controlled the rest of the half, but never kicked on. Couldn't get going in the second and made a poor side look half decent. Grateful for Brillo's wonder save at the end. And I didn't uh, didn't create enough as we yeah, all have done. Yeah. Bazal73 said, Great result. Win is all that counts at this stage of the season. We have to accept that we are not going to make this easy for ourselves. Bond's lack of goals is a worry, but at least we are showing we are not reliant on him for all our goals. Concern over JMD's injury, though. Yeah, Buchan JP tweeted us, says, I cannot emphasise how amazing Dean Brill's save was at the end. World-class reactions. Full dive to his left. Tipped onto the post before being cleared. The outfield players owe him a beer or two after tonight. And Scriberian Dan, the penultimate comment on this game, said, Good results lead to great form. Look at the start of the season. Good, if unspectacular results early on led to more comfortable wins after a few weeks. Hopefully, we're playing ourselves back into top form for the running. I think that's a really good observation. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Great yeah, point. Final word this week? Yeah, it goes to Paul Nice1, who says 73 points so far, nine games to go, equals a possible 27 points, which would equal 100 points. Possible, but granted, not probable. Stop moaning. We've gone up the table, and that's a fact. So come on, you O's. Regardless of the few wobbles, we all agree you're making us all proud. A nice tweet to end on there. So thanks to everyone who tweeted us during or before or after the all-shot game. We were all exactly. a bag of nerves. So, Prediction League update then. So, there's quite a few here who did well. Well done to Clifford Hart 10, Atkinson underscore Neil, Wadsey, Orient underscore Viking, Lady P Gray 57, Matty LOFC Evans, Brad Wan Malloy, Nino Barone 27, Lissy Moore underscore Ian, at Wings Mad, at Crazy Shark underscore Game, at Ed WXST 10, at Only One Orient, at CM Oriental, who all correctly predicted 2 1 to the O's and get three points. But super uh, well done to Jason Spurs and Chris W underscore one, who correctly predicted 2 1 and also uh, a scorer and get four points. Um, they don't get an extra point for the fact that he scored twice. No. Fine. Full prediction league table <laughs> update uh, will follow at the end of this podcast. So later that evening, Josh Coulson was also named in a special National League team of Tuesday for his double against Aldershot with Dan Happy on the bench. So well done to Josh and Dan. And that rounds up the away game to Aldershot. So thank you for all involved in that one. So that leads us nicely then to the newly named Chihue Wednesday, the 13th of March. And the Orient Ladies were in action in the FA Women's National League and defeated AFC Wimbledon Ladies 3-1. So Katie Stanley gave the Dons a 1-0 lead at the break. But second half goals from Hannah Porter, Lisa Holmbeck and Lisa Fulgence turned the game on its head and sent the O's back to East London with all three points. So a massive well done to the ladies from us and a thank you to Sam Few for sending us over his match report. Thank you, Sam. Much appreciated. Well done to Chris and the ladies team. Absolutely. Thursday the 14th of March, then your favourite podcast started Our Road to Manchester as we began our Football Blogging Awards campaign on our social media channels. And once again, a massive, massive thank you to those of you who have voted uh, for us. Uh, ways in which you can do that uh, are coming up um, sorry, I've already been said earlier in the show. Uh, if you need any help with that, get in touch with us uh, in any way that you are. We're orientoutlook at outlook.com if you prefer email because you're not on social media. We are at orientoutlook on Twitter. We are at orient underscore outlook underscore podcast on uh, Instagram. We're not on 
uh, what's it called? Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> we're not on any of the, that that nonsense. You know, we're we're Facebook or an Outlook podcast. Search for us there. Uh, and we'll help you yeah absolutely absolutely your support is greatly appreciated honestly it does mean a lot to us also on Thursday the club announced that the forthcoming FA Trophy semi-final first leg at home to Telford would be live streamed to international viewers for £6.99 that now is becoming the regular great to see those well done to all involved in that one yeah Mooney Friday then the 15th of March the club confirmed that Jordan Maguire Drew had picked up a grade 2 calf tear earlier in the week against Aldershot which means he's expected to be absent for roughly four weeks. I don't know what a grade two calf tear is, so you'll have to Google that. Yeah, I mean, I it looks like four weeks, could be less slightly, could be slightly more. I think four to six was quoted. Yeah. Um, big miss, but we have to push on. Like we said earlier in the pod, we've got Brophy's coming on the bench, Dayton is on the bench, Joshua will come up later on in the podcast, Charlie Lee, Dal Gorman. So there are lots of options. There's also the option, I guess. If Justin wanted to go back to four four two to accommodate his wingers better, he's now obviously got Brophy available. He's got McEnough. He's got Dayton. So he's got wingers available if he wanted to change it up. Mm. If that suits him better, mm. he can keep the formation as it is and put Karoma back in the midfield. Charlie Lee is obviously can go there. Gorman can go there. Lots of options for Justin. Yeah, yes. Good options. It's not like we're sitting here going, I don't know what he's going to do. I'm worried. You know, he's going to have to pluck someone out of the youth or something, something silly like that. He's got yeah, loads, yeah, loads of options. I, I do agree with you. Um, he's going to be a big miss, but hopefully, you know, the return of James Dayton is, yeah, hopefully means that we won't be too badly affected by this. And I did want to say something else as well, but I completely forgotten what that was. Okay. So while you remember that, then I'll do the rest of Friday. Then. So the club also announced that there will be a charity football match for Save Our Use anti-knife campaign. So this match. We have an ex-premiership legend side facing a UK all-star artists 11 with names from the world of grime and music which will aim to raise awareness of knife crime which is obviously a massive issue here in the UK. So this match will take place on Monday the 27th of May. More details are available on the club's website and I guess some big names it sounds like we'll be confirmed for that in the upcoming weeks. So Absolutely. Good work from the club. So I'll tell you the diary there. Uh, obviously, that Monday will be a bank holiday, so that's why it's on the Monday. Cool. Remember what it was okay. now. Um, Caton, the physio, has got yep. a strong track record of getting players back yeah. early. Earlier, so the four weeks might be a worst case scenario. Fingers crossed, because uh, four weeks is going to put him into mid-April. He's only going to be what, a couple of games left at the end of the season. So, hopefully. Hopefully at that point. Yeah. Hopefully. So yeah, we will see. So JMD, we wish you better from absolutely. your favourite podcast and your home kit sponsors. Yes, absolutely. We are. Saturday the 16th of March then. <laughs> Happy birthday to friend of the podcast and one of our many South Stand uh, chums, Chris Kane. Happy birthday to you, mate. We hope you are well. Yeah, and in, in the morning, the under-18s were in action away at Cheltenham and unfortunately lost the game 2-1. So that's what I said. Oh, okay. They lost the game 2-1. So unlucky there. Young O's, we'll have to go and run it after the pod to see what happened there. Yeah, it sounded like fortunately. I was like, no, 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 it was unfortunate. Um, the club announced that young defender Shadrach Oji has made a loan move to Isthmian Premier League side um, Bishop Stortford. So good luck uh, to you, Shadrach. And we do have your result. Um, yeah, they won 2 0. So he obviously joins uh, Arta Janata at Bishop Stortford. They both played. Well done, young Shadrach. Well done, young Janato. Seems to be making great progress. Absolutely agree. So, great result there. And good to see those two young O's kicking on. Which leads us on nicely into the main event. 
and it was Telford United at home in the semi-final first leg of the FA Trophy. So as always, always most Thursday nights now before the match, we try and run a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on. So we had 207 votes in 24 hours uh, and a resounding 84% of you said that Orient would win. As expected, I was saying without one, 10% thought the game would end in a draw and 6% of you pessimists said that Orient would lose, as we always do. So again, massive thank you for taking the time out. And so 13 about, people. Yeah. Roughly. Happens though. Yeah. It happens. Uh, so the team lined up then with Dean Brewer in goal, Happy, Ekpeteta, Turley and Ling, Gorman, Clay, Mackinough, Brophy and Bon and Harold were up top. Uh, that sounds like a 4-4-2 to me. No, it was the same as what he's been playing. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Sergeant, Coulson, Dayton, Karoma and Allaby were our substitutes. Yeah, so obviously he was playing Brophy as a left wing back. Fine. That's, that's what he went for. So Joe Widdowson and Jay Simpson missed out with minor injuries. Josh Karoma is involved in the matchday squad for the first time since 26th of January following his injury. For me, no surprises. I think as we've gone later into the competition, the team has inevitably gotten stronger. So yeah. out dropped the likes of Sweeney. And your Shabani's, um, obviously, at this point, to yeah. get a first team in and being so close to Wembley. Uh, good to see Dayton on the bench. Great to see Karoma. And good to see James Allenby. Yeah. Just to see he's still alive. He's still all right. <laughs> still part of the club. Still part of the club. Yeah, obviously, he gets his chance due to Simpson's injury. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And again, looking to keep the formation, the continuity of that for me. I've said it all along that the same system with the same players will, will, will reap rewards. Well, it's very flexible now. He can... Through the three centre backs, but that can also change into a four four two. Like we'll see Pretty later quickly. in the game with his substitutions, it turned into a four four two. Happy goes left back, Ling goes right back, and, and well, then you've just got that Brophy in midfield, and then that's how you can do it. And I guess a four five one to a or a, a lesser extent. Just lots and lots of options. So the match kicked off at a very very windy Bray Group Stadium. The East Stand was obviously closed. The North Stand was full of Telford fans. The West Stand and South Stands were quite busy with those fans as we looked to progress to Wembley and take a healthy lead back to Telford for yeah. the second leg. So I wasn't there, but you was. I was So it looked busy with the two yeah. stands that we had Yeah, here. busy. Telford, North Stand looked fairly busy. They all wanted to stand towards the back of the stand, Fun. as they all do. But yeah, made some decent nice Telford fans. I can only commend There's them. 400 and something of them there, so yeah. it's a decent, decent. way. Decent. More than some of the National League clubs that have... Decent, and I'm sure us. it's not going under the radar. There was some bloke selling half-and-half half scarves, uh, oh. which he sold out of, so he's done the job. So really? people bought them, yeah. Unbelievable. With seven minutes, we've missed a chance there. With seven minutes gone, the O's should have taken the lead as we had a free kick in a dangerous area. Dale Gorman stepped up, struck the ball at goal, and the win made the ball swerve, meaning why Churley, who was in the Telford goal, he could only palm the ball out to Macaulay Bond, who put his head up wide from six yards. Now, that sounds to me like you should he should have hit the target at least with that, but. I've only seen it from the stadium, obviously, that's towards the north stand. Okay. From where we were. It looks Harder like he should have scored, score. from what I remember, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it could look very different on TV. Okay. But it looked like he should have scored there. Okay. And obviously, Bond going through his goal drought at the moment, everyone He's just wanted off. wanting that to go in. So after that, to be honest, no real chances to talk about for the next 30 minutes. The O's having good spells, not creating much. We had a good five minutes and seemed to be getting dragged down. Stockbridge okay. is in play uh, due to a few injuries for Telford players. It was quite stoppy starty. Telford obviously defending well, but they looked a bit dangerous going forward. Uh, but they didn't really create much. They were breaking up play, and at this point, it was just it didn't feel like a semi final. Just felt like it was a normal game. You, you don't realise you're only like a couple of games, or only 
one tie essentially away from Wembley. To not have a single like no chance in like half an hour of a game that must have been boring to watch. It wasn't boring, but it just didn't. There was nothing really happening. I mean, there are obviously minor chances that we don't mention. Otherwise, we would be here for an hour talking about a game, but yeah. no real goal scoring chances where you're like, oh, that's almost. In. So right, okay. that was it. George Sessions done a great tweet and a half. I am up that we've pinched. So thank you to George who said, much like last weekend, the best player on the pitch is Dan Happy. So assured, in and out of possession, and always aware of his marker. And I probably agree with that. Turley, again, reading the game very, very well. Doing really well. I think we were doing well in defence. Just they put men behind the ball. It was a difficult conditions to play in. It was windy. We just couldn't really get going up front apart from Bond's early chance that he put wide. Fine. Superb defending by Marvin Ekpiteta in the 36th minute as a Barnet cross is headed out tonight, but big Marv stand tall, uh, stood tall and uh, superbly blocked that shot. So that's what we've been talking about before. Before shots can even get to Brill, the defenders are just reading the game impeccably yeah. and blocking those shots. And again, Marvin does that and Happy does that and Josh and yeah. Turley all do that really well, which obviously makes Brill's job much easier. And in the 39th minute, Another big chance for Bond is this time James Brophy done really well. He cut inside on the left, gets through a few players, passes the ball to McEnough, whose effort was saved by White Early, who done all right actually in goal. He powered out to Macca from close range, but again, when you were just getting up to score and celebrate and expecting that net to bulge, you just saw the ball just fly fly past the net. And you're like, oh. And again, I've, I've not seen this back on TV, so it may have been easier than what I perceived it to be. Harder. But from the south stand, yeah, you're Should thinking, Maka, you've got to be scoring these, mate. Come on, yeah. But it wasn't meant to be. That's that's two chances for him. Yeah, yeah. As um, I say, we might be doing them an injustice. Need to see it back. But when you were there, you're thinking, Maka, you should be scoring this, buddy. Right, okay. Not much else to talk about for the rest of that half as four minutes of injury time uh, played out and the teams go in uh, at 0-0. There's a great tweet from George Sessions that said, the O's should be ahead given Bonn has missed two great chances, but the visitors have worked very hard and make it difficult. The away support has been superb too. Yeah, I thought that was a really good summary of the first half. We should be ahead, but they were making it difficult and they were organised at the back and their fans mm-hmm. were getting behind them, as you'd expect. You know, yeah. They're one of their biggest games of the season, so the attendance was announced. At 3,622 with 492 away fans making the journey. So probably the right call to, to close the East Stand. Probably yeah. doesn't do much for the atmosphere. But, you know, obviously enough tickets in the South Stand still remaining and the West Stand yeah. and the North. So obviously the club made the right decision Absolutely. there. Absolutely. It could have probably crammed everyone into one stand maybe. Uh, I know you can't. Um, second half kicked off then with one change for the O's as Josh Corton, sorry, Josh Corson comes on for Sam Ling with Josh going into the middle of defence and Jamie Turley moving to right back yeah so we know Turley has played right back for Notts County uh, and obviously there's a lot of tweets to think about Turley after the match about how he played at right back so we'll kind of leave that for the time being nothing about obviously nothing was announced by or maybe we'll hear from maybe Justin we'll hear. post-match yeah we'll um, see what Justin says post-match yeah. Lingy didn't come out second half absolutely so 47th minute and the first chance of the second half went to Telford as Udo Runs at Josh Coulson, but he shot wide from 20 yards. I mean, that was never in danger of really going in. Coulson kind of had him covered, and he just took a shot from range Fine. and went well wide. A uh, bit of rush of blood to the head from the lad then, possibly. Set fast forward seven minutes of the 54th minute. It's a moment we've all been waiting for as the O's took the lead following Matt Harold's header off the ball down to Macaulay Bond, who turned, held off his man, and shot into the corner from about five or six yards out. Uh, making it 1-0 to Orient and Macca breaks his seven-game goal drought. It seems much longer. Yeah. yeah. It seems so much... Bearing in mind we've played Saturday, Tuesday for two weeks. Yeah. 
it does seem like it's been a lot longer. So, I mean, for me, that would have been a massive, massive weight of, you know, that expectation yeah. lifted off his shoulder, that, that tension release, the anxiety, the snapping at shots that he's done, the missed headers, the missed chances is probably like just all released in that goal. I thought he took it well. You could see when he scored, he was quite relieved. And there was, an, you know, everyone kind of exhaled. I was like, yes, yeah. done it. Got the lead now. It's a good see, good finish. And we went 1-0 up. So good. happy with that. George Sessions then tweeted in the 63rd minute saying, Turley on the right side of the fence seems to be working well so far. He played a part in the goal and just won the O's at corner. I would agree with that. Turley really bombing down that right-hand side. Looking mm. good. Good delivery on the ball. Good defensive awareness. Mm. Good, solid. So, yeah, couldn't agree more with that one. Good tweet. Yeah, and thanks for your vote, um, <laughs> Mr Turley, uh, for the uh, for the FBA. And Not Mr Sessions as well. And Mr Sessions, yes. Thank you very much, guys. 67 minutes on the clock then, and Josh Caroma made his appearance coming on for Dal Gorman and got an absolutely fantastic reception. I mean, that seemed to be the boost that the crowd yeah. wanted. So we'd gone one up. It kind of got a bit quiet again. And then when you saw Caroma kind of take his trachea top off and come waiting to come on, the crowd really stepped up another level and then when he came on everyone it felt like that was the boost not that just the team needed but it was the boost that the fan base needed at this point so really good to see him back on the pitch a bit of pressure from Telford followed and in the 73rd minute there was a mix up at the back as Big Marth passed beyond Coulson but they managed to get back as he stopped Aldo from going through and from the resulting corner Big Marth then blocked an effort from Brown so again we're talking about those defenders blocking but yeah. Josh was quite eager to get on the ball every time he got it he was back doing those like little turns that he does straight away. So you know, like when players come back from injury and they might be a bit cagey, like Josh was just at it, just seamlessly back in it. Cool, which is good to see. Matt Harrell came on for James Dayton in the seventy-fifth minute, and Josh Caroma then moved up front. Yeah. So what what's the atmosphere been like? You just sort just of said, said the boost. Just said it. Just is what boost. everyone needed. Just that was it. Much singing, chanting. A little bit. No more than normal. No less than normal average. Oh. Telford were making a decent amount of noise. I don't right. know what we sounded like to them, but they were they were decent. But like you said, the expectations on, on us to win the game, sometimes the ground can go a bit flat yeah. in games like that. I think it did get a bit flat like that. 3,600 is still a fairly decent turnout at this stage of a, of this sort of competition. I don't know what the crowd was at the other. I know. Yeah, fairly decent. Fairly decent. Um, but yeah. Anyway. 78th minute. It was so close to 2-0. It was James Brophy crossed into the box. James Turley got his head to it, superb looping header, had pace on it, we were all standing, ready to cheer, and suddenly their man from nowhere just headed, got back to the line, headed, just got his head to it somehow, and headed it off the line, away, and you're like, oh, come yeah. on, that was, had we got the second goal, I think we'd be, the ground would, would have just erupted, and we'd be talking about maybe a three or four at that point, had we got the second goal with 10 minutes left, because that would have completely changed. Yeah. The dynamic, but unlucky left early, good header. Fine. Um, then in the 84th minute, Dean Brill punched the ball uh, into the area away, but only as far as Knights, and his shot somehow went under Brill. But Clay, Craig Clay, sorry, is there and blocked the ball behind as the O's clear the ball. Bit of a bit of a fortunate situation there. From the south stand, you just saw the guy shoot. It wasn't very good. You saw Brill dive, and you just thought Brill had the ball, but then they. Kept but they kept on playing like behind him. And you're like, and the what's happened here? Yeah. But Clay, it didn't seem like it was like anywhere near over the line. But again, without seeing it back, yeah, it's hard to say. But yeah, yeah. Clay there being the man. A bit fortunate then. Possibly. Again, I'd like to see it back. But again, you'd think it would be a routine save for Brill. But yeah. 
it definitely went under his body somehow. Right. But luckily, Brill wasn't on his line because I think that was, was probably a goal. So, sure. 86 minute, a bit of more tail for pressures. Udo done well, got into the area, got a shot away, but well saved and held by Dean Brill. Again, wasn't like he was ever going to score for yeah. Brill. Done well to hold the shot. And fair play to Telford for still yeah. trying to get something out of the game. They didn't Wilton Absolutely. die or anything. Uh, three minutes of stoppage time were played, and the full time whistle went as Orient won the game 1 0. And take that take that slender lead uh, to next Saturday's second leg. Yeah, so we didn't do post match yesterday, but David Victor's always was there speaking to Justin Edinburgh, and this is what Justin had to say after yesterday's match. Well, Justin, thanks for joining us, and congratulations—a sixth straight win. Yeah, really pleased. Uh, thought it was controlled. Um, we knew the opposition would be fired up. Um, I thought we managed the game very well and, you know, I suppose we were unfortunate not to get a couple more goals. But we take a lead into next week and we're delighted with that. Are you disappointed that there aren't, isn't a bigger lead? You know, of course, we'll always try and look at what we can do better. I think, you know, perhaps final pass, final finish could have been a little bit better. But I think in terms of general play and the way we controlled the game, that was, uh, I thought it was a lot of positive today. See behind you just how difficult the conditions are. It's still very breezy here. It was. It made it very difficult, but I thought, you know, we we, we were positive in our approach to the game, and I thought the players coped with the conditions and difficult ones they were very well. Good to see Josh Karoma. He rated uh, a while. He looked very fresh. Yeah, no, I'm pleased for Josh. You know, it's um, it's been a big miss for us, um, but good. There's another positive today. We were able to get, you know, Dal Gorman minutes. You know. Karoma's come back, Dayton's got more minutes, so there's a lot of positives, and um, you know, we, we, we're pleased to have him back. And getting another goal is Macaulay Ball, and there was a couple of good chances in the first half for him. Yeah, and I think that shows the strength and the character and, and, the, and the class of the player, because other people might have hidden away from that, and um, I think mean, that just shows what he's about and keeps getting himself into positions and that's what good strikers do and uh, I'm pleased that he got the winning goal today He's had a few different striking partners but it's uh, good to see that Josh Karoma and Macaulay Bond could be back soon They played well together I think you know either player whether it be uh, Macaulay or Josh can play with any other one I thought Matt Harold played really well today you know I thought he was effective I thought he gave us a focal point but uh, no it's good to see them two back together Jamie Turley showed his versatility I thought yeah and, and rightly picked up man on a match I think um, it's probably where my most difficult decision is at the moment in them three centre back positions and uh, even pushing him in a wing back he, he, he certainly was effective and no, he, he had a very good game what about Telford there was a lot of time wasting they, they feel as if they're very much in the game at the end the travelling fans were celebrating as if it was a win I always say I mean we have nothing was won or lost today um, we say we, we, we'll concentrate on ourselves we've, we've, we've had a good look at each other now and we go there with a slight advantage at half time next week what would you have learnt about the opposition after today and vice versa always that you know the lower league teams you know one step below always going to be very competitive I think they play their their uh, shape well uh, they're a threat so listen we're going to have to go and be um, as good as we were today to, to make sure we get through the tie it has been an amazing run of results and also a, a, a lot of fixtures coming thick and fast a week off for most but not for those involved in England C team no obviously uh We'll, we'll probably pull Josh out because I don't think he's fit enough to go and we spoke with England on that front so um, 
so Josh Karoma won't go, which led to Jordan Maguire Drew getting a call up, which unfortunately he's out of. Um, and we'll have to look at Marvin because he rolled his ankle. Um, so we'll have a look at that one as well. But listen, if, if Marv's good, then he goes. If not, we've, we've certainly got a ready-made replacement in Dan Appy to step into the squad if they need it. You could well do that, I should imagine. Yeah, no, I guess so. But, um, you know, it's not my decision to pick the teams. But... Um, now, what we do look forward to is, is the midweek rest um, and we can get the players some rest in and uh, look forward to next week, which is going to be a really exciting game. It is a fantastic situation. We're talking about players being called up for the England side, taking a lead into the second leg of a semi-final. It's still top of the table. I know, yeah. We, we knew that that was, you know, unless there was a real uh, big big swing for, for Solio, um, that we would be, you know, and I, and I think so we can only concentrate on what we do away say that we've took care of the first leg today um, and like rightly so tell for the field they're still in it and uh, but it does set up for a very exciting second leg next week Jay Simpson didn't feature is that because of the injury? yeah no he's uh, he's he's be training middle part next week so I would imagine he'd probably be okay to go for next week and Charlie Lee? Charlie's taking a little bit longer so we have to be mindful he's, he's played a few games this year where, where it hasn't been quite right and I think you know we, 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 we need to make sure he's 100% before he comes back into the fold but I don't I don't envisage it to be too long now Is Jordan Maguire Drew's injury as serious as you first, first feared? No um, so we're, we're, it's a positive but we're looking at three to four weeks I think Had it been a, a bigger advantage to take into the second leg would you have been tempted to uh, rest players? No no, haven't done. I'll always pick the team that I think can win the game. We're one one game away from Wembley now. I don't feel you can never pick and choose. You may never ever get a, as as a team, as players, as management ever get that chance to go to Wembley. So no, we won't. We'll go there with the best selected team that I feel can win the game. Any injuries from today? Uh, only Marvin. So other than that, no, we're all good. And finally, the supporters almost four thousand. Yeah, no, excellent turnout and. Um, yeah, made for a, for a very good game. Well done. Thanks, Thanks very Dave. much, Justin. Thank you. So that was Justin Edinburgh talking uh, exclusively to Dave Victor. So Dave, thank you again for sending that um, interview over to us. Uh, unusual then. Uh, I guess it begs the question, why was Sam substituted? Yeah, very interesting. Um, so, yeah, probably more questions than answers there, but a good, uh, good honest um, appraisal for, from Justin there. So the league table, although we weren't in National League action... Most teams in the league were playing. A second-place uh, Solihull came from behind to beat Braintree 2-1 at home to move level on points with us, having played one game more than us. Wrexham beat Maidstone 1-0 at home to move one point behind us, having played two games more than us uh, to stay in third, while Salford move up to fourth place, beating Aldershot away 1-0 to go four points behind us, having played a game more than us. Yeah, so far, dropped down to fifth. They were... Obviously, in the other FA Trophy semi-final, they drew 0-0 at home to Stockport. So, tight game. going into that one. Stockport well, won't be any pushovers. They're doing really well. That'd be a really interesting game. I think well that one, supported ground. I think that one could be a very high goal-scoring semi-final for mm-hmm. that one. So, my view's in. I'll go first because I was there in the new mm-hmm. one. It wasn't pretty, but we got there in the end. Take yep. a slender advantage into next Saturday. And I think you felt as the game went on, our quality and fitness would shine through, which ultimately it did. And I think we deserve to win it. I think that's probably a fair result. One was probably a spot on result. Uh, first half, I think we got frustrated, ended up playing the game that Telford wanted us to play. Um, second half was better, and good to see McCauley 
typical finish when you see it, you're not exactly what just McCauley doing what McCauley does at 1-0 yeah. I wasn't thinking oh we're going to lose this game or we're going to draw it it felt comfortable and I think Telford probably knew that um, and probably played to it before played for it yeah. um, but well played to all the defenders I thought Turley was excellent I thought Happy was excellent on his 50th appearance for late night so well done to Danny Happy um, also gives Justin another headache you know like he's just said that right back position now gives Justin a headache does he put Turley at right back after yesterday or does he put Sam back in there because obviously Sam is not injured based on what he says what formation does he go with now he's got all these wingers available lots of headaches and again Karoma presents a new headache does, should Karoma start next Saturday or does he start in the next league game Where does he? how does he accommodate him what does he do Karoma did petrify the Telford defence whenever he got on the pitch which was good but I think Telford would be very happy with 1-0 like David was saying they were celebrating like they'd won the game at 1-0 it would be very tight in the second leg so game on I actually think the away game will actually suit us because they're going to have to come at us and we kind of play better away when teams are coming at us. So it's set up for us well mm. and hopefully this time next week we'll be looking forward to a trip to Wembley and then we'll prospect of some silverware at Leighton Orient. Yeah, very good points there, Mr Nussbaum. Uh, for me, glad to get the win, although I wasn't there. Um, it doesn't sound like a particularly convincing game despite having uh, a few chances. Agree with you that Telford will feel happy the result of yeah. 1-0 as it's not a lot to overturn. Um, so I hope we don't go there next week feeling too overconfident and then get hit um, and then walk away with a loss. Away goals don't count, so we could lose 2-1 after 90 minutes and we wouldn't go through on the away goal. It would then right. go to extra time. time, so away goals aren't in it. There you go, so it's even more important that we go there and actually yeah. give them a really good game. Glad to have Dayton and Karoma back and with the loss of our man JMD, their timing couldn't be better. Still a bit curious as to what's happened to to Sambling they're a decent crowd but probably uh, the most Telford players have probably played in yeah. front of um, but a decent following from them more than as I said earlier more than most National League teams bring and that's a six game winning streak now so four in the league two in the cup very happy yeah job done so those yeah. are our views your views and after the game Richie J Bourne tweeted us said really should have shown more and killed the game disappointed it's a win, but could have been better. Vince Howard, 73, said, Pleased that Bond got a goal after some apparent glaring misses. Telford will have to come at us now, and our speed could play into our hands, hopefully. Yeah, into their hands, I think that should say. But oh, yeah, Vince, probably. I hope you're right there. El Coado just taking advantage into the second leg. Karoma back, Bond breaking his mini-bound spell. So a good day at the office, in my opinion. No, that and Vince's thing should say our hands. Uh... Marcus Maynard said, great performance on Turley. I wasn't sure of him at right back, but he looked mustard today. Kept it simple, did the right thing. Um, overall, feel like we could have put the tie out of sight today, but we didn't. Hopefully, the rested players win us the league. Yeah, and Neil Sanson says, both managers probably happy with that. Scrappy game in terrible conditions, but another win. I didn't see enough from Telford to particularly worry me for next week. And great to see Karoma and Dayton back on that Brisbane road pitch. Daniel underscore D44 said, Definitely some pluses. Dayton and Karoma are back. Bond scored and Turley was superb at right wing back. But I still feel we're too slow to get the ball forward. And we play in a very ponderous manner. Still, as they say, one foot in the final. Yeah, decent True. point there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we're halfway through this fixture. Yeah. We have, yeah. One foot there at Les OK 52. So it's great to win, and I'm certainly not complaining, but the early season sparkle was gone, and it's pretty dour stuff. Mind you, if we grind out 10 more wins, 
we'll all be happy. That's couldn't agree with you more, Good Yeah, Sunshine LOFC said, should have been much more than a 1-0 win. Nevertheless, good to see long live JK11 back, that's Josh Caroma, and Bond back scoring. Also, Turley looked comfortable at right back and has a decent cross on him. Yeah, lots of plaudits for man of the match, Jamie Turley, who also yeah. took the man of the match mm. in the supports club at Orient Ballbags. I don't think we can be too critical of that performance, given how bad the win was but should have won by more. First half was one to forget. Better performance in the second half. Have enough quality, though, in this squad to get the job done at their place. Yeah, Nino Barone, 27, said, Didn't think Telford were very good at all, but we gifted them chances that they couldn't take. Hopefully, that's them at their best and we can finish the job next Saturday. Yeah, Dave M1812 says, Good result, but Phil, we should have better. It will be difficult away. I don't think that they really look like they could hurt us, but not sure that one of our mistakes wouldn't have let them in. Good to see Josh back and we improved when he came on. Yeah, penultimate comment this week is Rayleigh Dave, who says, The main plus was Turley as wing-back. Did superb. Made everything look simple. Good first touch, accurate and quick passing. Good crosses and strong in the air and in the tackle. We'll get more chance at Telford when they have to come at us. Yeah, good tweet True. there. So to end it in final word this week goes to Ingleland 2010. It says, I thought Telford were there for the taking. Really hope one goal is enough for the second leg. Brophy was excellent as left back. Can't believe Bond missed those two absolute sitters. But confident will make Wembley. Yeah. So thank you there for all the tweets over the week. Let us know if you agree or disagree with any you have heard on tonight's episode. So you can email us at orientoutlook at outlook.com or you can tweet us at Orient Outlook on Instagram at orient underscore outlook underscore podcast or on Facebook at orient outlook podcast. None of this Snapchat and none of these other new apps that are coming out. Yeah. Just old school old solid um, so we're just at the hour mark now so prediction league update as we wrap this up uh, well done to Matty LOFC 11s and Leon Aresti London Gary W you guys predicted 1-0 so you get 3 points but well done a super well done to iHeart Rushmore Nick Cl- underscore Clark 99 who both predicted a 1-0 win and Bon to get 4 points so two things I've noticed there Matty LOFC Evans well done two correct results in two games this week where yeah. takes maximum points I Heart Rushmore tweets the same prediction every week as a running joke in this 1-0 Warrior Bon 52nd minute yesterday was 1-0 Bon 54th minute it was oh, two minutes out you don't get points for the timing <laughs> though um, and also I noticed that a couple of people were tweeting after kickoff, like quite a few minutes after kickoff. just so that don't you count. know prediction leagues are pre-kickoff. cut off at 3 o'clock cut, cut, well or whenever kickoff is yeah so that means the top of the league then is very tight now there's three people on 28 points so Barry Twin Matty LFC Evans rises this week and pills the dome man all level 28 points Leon Aresti also now on 27 points, one point behind the leaders with Mark Shepherd underscore 79 on 26 points. Very tight at the top, so keep predicting and thank you for all your predictions so far. Yeah, so today, Sunday the 17th of March, the Orient ladies match were uh, that was away at Enfield Town was postponed due to uh, a waterlogged pitch. Yeah, so let's wrap this up then. So fantasy football update. So... A difficult game week due to the FA Cup, so fewer than normal games. But at the moment, as it stands, Tolo Sangawara is top with 1,853 points and James Petrell is in second on 1,812 points. Paul's had a decent week. Currently 71st as it stands, although yeah, that could change on 1,583 points. I 
I'm currently in 21st with 1,711 well. points. The points from today yet to be added. Yeah. Mr. Levy at this moment in time looks like he'll be putting in his pants, but yeah. lots to play for yeah. as we enter the final but stages. I think I've got 30 more points league. this week than you, so that's cut that 120-point deficit down. See what happens. Uh, a fair chunk. Dream Team update. I rock and back is top of the league with 1,907 points. So quite a low scoring week on Dream Team. Yeah. Uh, our Humphreys is second with 1,884 points, and I'm 28th with 1,600. And thirty, and you're just ahead of me in sixteenth place. Uh, quite a way ahead, actually. I didn't realise with seventeen hundred and thirteen points. So, uh, and that's out of one hundred and twelve players. So, yeah. so lots to lots to come. Yeah, yeah, lots to come. So let's do positives and negatives of the week. Then, so I'll do positives. So, firstly, two wins in a week. Another yep. week where we're speaking about two wins. Love it. Second positive, as Dave Victor said on the interview, and like we've said, we are still top of the National League. A game in Hannah over Solihull on the same amount of points. And thirdly, hitting form at just the right time. Six win on the bounce. Fourth league win on the trot for the first time this season on Tuesday night. So three massive, massive positives. So very happy with those, but always as positives. There are negatives. There are, yeah. JMD's injury. Yeah, um, massive, massive. Yeah, massive loss, but again, hopefully not noticeable in the grand scheme of who's returning. Sitting back and inviting pressure uh, against Aldershot. I think that's a bit of a pattern. So we saw it against Aldershot, also saw it against Barrow yeah. previous week. We don't want to be going into the last 15 minutes cruising, conceding Correct. a goal and then fighting for our lives or having Dean Brill to make a wonder save in the last minute yeah, to, to get the points. But that's a good point, yeah. Spot on. All other top five National League teams who played on Saturday won. So obviously that's a negative as far as uh, we're concerned. Yeah, so no one making it easy for us. So three positives, three negatives, which leads us nicely to Hero of the Week. So we thought it was time to hand Hero of the Week back to our Twitter audience. So following two wins in a week, we nominated the following four players. So we nominated Dean Brill, basically for that amazing save on Tuesday night and a clean sheet on Saturday. So good week for Dean Brill. Yep. Super Joshy Coulson, two goals in midweek. And a clean sheet. Comes on second half, clean sheet. Danny Happy, solid, always solid. 50th late night appearance of the weekend. Deserves his plaudits. And lastly, Jamie Turley, again, part of the defence on Tuesday night. Clean sheet yesterday, centre-back and then right-back solid. So four very good nominations there, all deserving. Yep, and after 142 votes in just over 20, oh sorry, in 21 hours, the results as follows. So fourth place with 11% of the vote was Dan Happy, third place with 22% of the vote was Dean Brill, second place with 25% of the vote was Josh Corson. So that means that with 42% of the vote, it's Super Jamie Turley. So congratulations <laughs> and thank you to everybody. Uh, for your votes yes. so that's Hero of the Week Jamie next Curley. week's fixtures in so just the one fixture so no midweek fixture this week so one fixture coming up for the O's uh, and again second leg of the FA Trophy so Telford again Saturday the 23rd of March if you're going have a safe journey tweet us on your way to the match or in Outlook tweet us at the match or in Outlook tweet us after the match or in Outlook I would have loved to have been there it's my birthday weekend so I can't I don't think it would have gone too well down to well with the wife and yeah. the friends who I'm invited to a birthday dinner. Like yourself, being a legend yeah. and turning it I would have gone. Yeah, it's not a problem. <laughs> so hopefully this time next week we're all celebrating and trying to get our Wembley tickets. That would be fantastic. Awesome. Cannot wait for that. So a bit of a bit of a, an announcement on our part. Um, we are announcing that there will be a Twitter and possible social media uh, takeover. We're going to be trying something a little bit different this coming Wednesday, the 20... 
20th of March. Yeah, you're right there. Um, we're going to be, yeah, we've put the 27th in our plan, but it's actually the 20th of March. For the first time, we're going to be handing over control of our, certainly our Twitter account, maybe uh, our uh, other social yeah. media accounts, to an ex-Orient player who's going to be answering all your questions for about an hour. I think it's probably going to be about half eight to half nine. Uh, but we'll make this announcement on Tuesday night. So keep your eyes peeled on our social media accounts and we'll reveal which ex-player uh, it is. And if you're not going to be around on Wednesday night to ask a question, we'll also tell you how you can get your question in advance to that uh, to that player. So just to, to reiterate what we're saying there is that there will be a Twitter takeover, possible broader social media takeover with an ex-Orient player giving up an hour of their time uh, to come and sit with us and take control of our social media channels, possibly, definitely Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. So look forward to that one. And lastly this week, on Sunday the 24th of March, the Orient ladies team play at the Brave Group Stadium against Norwich. This one kicks off at 2pm. It is free to all Orient season ticket holders and if you're under 18, and it's £3 for everybody else. So free next Sunday from 2pm, Orient versus Norwich ladies. If you're free, get yourself down there and enjoy the ladies team playing football. Yeah, so that is it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode 176. It's been another good week for the O's as a nervy winner at Aldershot saw the O's retain their place at the top of the National League. And a win in the first leg of the FA Trophy semi-final at home to Telford means we're halfway there. Living on a prayer like what you did there. Mm. Uh, the road to Wembley, with only the real negative being the injury to Jordan Maguire-Drew that he's picked up. But with both Josh Caroma and James Dayton coming back into the first-team action, Justin has a strong squad to choose from. Yeah, so we'll be back with episode 177 next week and hopefully talking about a place in the FA Trophy final with all the information and views that you could ever need. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give the podcast a review. We're up to 53 reviews now. Nice. Have three this week. So all if you're listening star. on iTunes, uh-huh. yeah, if you're listening on iTunes, stop what you're doing now. Stop at the end of the pod. Go straight into the podcast apps. Give us five stars. Give us a nice comment. That would be greatly appreciated. If you're listening on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher and Spotify, add us to your favourites or follow us that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we are uploaded. So yeah, we're on Spotify now, so get listening on that. And if you have an older relative or a loved one who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them. And as we've stolen from the Peter Crouch podcast, please feel free to pass on the pod. And if you are passing on the pod, get your mates to vote for us as well on their Twitter feeds, on their Instagram handles or on the website. Absolutely. So please do not forget to vote for us in the FBAs. We mentioned it earlier in the show. You can do it online, through the website, through Instagram or through Twitter. Twitter. We've also got just a small selection of mugs left now. Um, so um, get in touch with us. It's five quid each, three quid for postage, or we can deliver them by hand at a home game. So that is it. Thank you to everybody who's been in touch with us. Thanks to everybody who's voted for us, who's uh, voted in our polls and everything. We are genuinely appreciative. Um, and have a good week. Yeah, so as we always say, keep calm. This is the absolute, absolute minimum requirement. Keep calm. Have a great week. Keep your eyes open on Tuesday for our Twitter takeover announcement and keep on listening to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.